calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. To infinity and beyond. It's a space day on the IGN UK podcast. Of course, we're going to be talking all about Starfield because why wouldn't we? It's a big game and a couple of us have been playing it. We'll also talk about the One Piece anime adaptation on Netflix. Um, yeah, Matt will talk about that. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, mate. I've got a blank space baby and I'll write your name. Oh, a bit of Taylor Swift to, to kick things off. And it's always a treat. It's a rare treat. But we do have Jen on the podcast this week because you've also been playing a lot of Starfield, as have I. I have, yeah. 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 You've put in, what, almost 50 hours? Oh, my God. Yeah, but so many of that is just me, like... You've just been put on blast around. immediately. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about our account. No, no, no. I'm going to. I've I've played just over twenty, but yeah, you've done at least double than me. But you do have a good reason because I don't envy you at all. That uh, sorting out guides on this oh my must be a nightmare. Yeah, there's been so much to go through, and the game like basically explains nothing to you. So it's just <laughs> that's my job is explaining Which, um, things. Which um, specific area of the guides have you been working on or kind of a bit of everything? Um, Pretty broad. I mean, my main um, role is going to be like looking at what people are searching um, mm-hmm. now that the game's out. But prior to launch, I, w- I was like, okay, I'm going to dig into looking at outposts. I'm going to try and like figure out how to set up the best outpost on the planet and get like mm-hmm. all these systems optimized. Can't do that. <laughs> you, yeah, need, yeah. you need to like invest quite a lot of levels you do need and that's we'll get to that is there's a lot you can do in this game but so much of it is inhibited by which skills you decide to pick and you don't get skill points that often so uh if you do want to be a big outpost builder you have to kind of think about that from minute one in the game except it doesn't tell you that from minute one in the game so you can be hours deep into this game and realize oh i'm gonna need to play another 10 hours to actually build a good outpost as as somebody that uh produces these guides do you have like a 50 50 as like a, a guides person as a player when like when you when you play a game and it doesn't explain anything are you like oh this is going to do really good traffic uh, or are you frustrated as a person playing it yes and yes <laughs> i think it's like wow this is a wonderful opportunity to help people 
and also, oh God, I've got to figure out how this works. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. I haven't built a single outpost in the twenty odd hours I've played. So uh, I, I maybe I'll look at that guide in like another fifty hours time. But I'm sure. Do you know what? I'm sure it's a fantastic guide once it's uh, fully. <laughs> we have done. many other. Um, helpful guides as well we do i looked at our shipbuilding one yesterday because the shipbuilding can be a little uh, complicated in this game before we do get into the actual all of the little things you can do in this game if you don't know what starfield is it's bethesda's latest rpg it's their first new ip if you want to use that term in 25 years and i couldn't have been more excited for this game it's like my dream game when you like come kind of come up with an idea for a game it's like massive rpg in space explore thousands of planets and do you know what i've been playing it and especially last night it got its hooks in me i couldn't stop playing sometimes it does feel like that dream game to me but far too often it's just frustrating and that's kind of my like i'll go into more detail about what i think about different parts of this game but like what's your overall impression so far jen of starfield yeah honestly it's pretty similar i mean i was thinking about this it's the, the whole premise of the game being like an open world RPG like by Bethesda set in space is kind of so many people's dream games. You have the kind of like imagination gap, right? Where people like mm. fill in the gaps of what they don't know yet about the game with like, I can imagine it being everything I ever wanted. And there's all these systems in the game that seem like super exciting, like, you know, like ship combat and ship designing and outpost building and recruiting a crew and you know having companions and all this kind of stuff but i feel like i i kind of had this concept of how much fun it would be to explore all these things and then that wasn't actually the case in game but it was fun for like other reasons so mm -hmm. i kind of had to let go of my my imagined like ideal game that i kind yeah. of wanted it to be and then what it actually ends up being is pretty fun I think you really. I, I've almost been going through the same sort of thought process I did with Cyberpunk. Like in my head, Cyberpunk was going to be this revolutionary, incredible thing. Whereas in fact, that was kind of Fallout in a Cyberpunk city. And what I've kind of come to terms with Starfield is that I thought it'd be this huge revolutionary thing, and it is Fallout in space. Um, but for better and worse, because I like Fallout a lot. And once I come to the terms with, okay, this isn't endless exploration for a game that kind of the premise is exploration you don't do that much exploring because the planets that aren't like tailored with cool stuff on there isn't really much to find so there's no point exploring you're kind of just i've kind of described it as more you're visiting places you'll spend like 20 30 minutes in a place do some missions then go to another place for 20 30 minutes and do some stuff and then go back to those places rather than spend i don't know 10 hours in one place kind of like looking for secrets it's kind of a bit like that i think you're kind of doing what's doing space tourism than you are space exploration yeah i completely agree i actually like made a note that was really similar to that which was like oh, i'm sorry i stole your <laughs> no <thunder. laughs> it's a good thing that we agree um yeah like the way that like planets work and exploring planets work is that you can kind of just choose a landing spot on a planet and, mm -hmm. then you, and it like generates kind of the local area around you and there there are things that you can find there but they're not necessarily unique and there are unique like waypoints and points of interest on planets that are more like in-depth that you can kind of discover like i found like, a couple of them like i don't know like abandoned factories or like research outposts mm. that actually have their own little stories that you can piece together through like reading data logs and things like that which does actually feel like you're exploring something you're like discovering you know like a 
scene of a disaster or some kind of like conspiracy or, or there's something going on here that you're like uncovering which is a really nice feeling but there's like just not as much of that as I would have liked especially because it it feels like it's not like you're wandering through like the forest in in oblivion or skyrim and like coming across a shrine or whatever it's like you've you've just landed on this planet and you've like pointed at the thing and being like take me there and you've just gone right there so it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like it's like the wilderness it's it's more kind of like yeah 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 it's like half of these planets are kind of cool like feel like you're playing Fallout and then half of them kind of feel like you're playing No Man's Sky, but No Man's Sky at day one, not No Man's Sky, the good game it is now. You're kind of just going to a planet and scanning rocks or plants yeah. and Although, you leave and you're like, cool. I did find last <laughs> night, I was on a planet and I found invisible dinosaurs. What? Which was cool Are they meant to hell. be invisible? I don't know. I was thinking, is this, <laughs> that's the problem. Like, I'm like, is this a bug? <laughs> I was like, hey, this is so cool. I'm like scanning them. How did you, you know they were dinosaurs? Them. Well, they're <laughs> not really dinosaurs, but they look a lot like dinosaurs. You know? Okay. But they um, look invisible. No, they like shimmer. There was like a shimmer, uh, but you have a scanner, mm. which you, you can, you'll need to use like all the time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pointed the scanner at these like shimmers and the outline I could see is like this big dinosaur creature. You just like, Dude, you just so presented cool. a, uh, like if a tree falls in a wood situation, like if a dinosaur is yeah. invisible, <laughs> is it still a dinosaur? <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting what the like let's go back to the start what sort of character did you build because the characterization is quite cool i i don't know what you went for jen did you go for are you trying to be a good person in this galaxy i'm in every galaxy yeah <laughs> i'm trying to be a good person yeah no i meant i like probably two hours in the character creator because mm-hmm. there's a lot you can do uh just making a face so um pretty proud of my character but i went for like my my background is sculptor which is a really weird thing to choose uh i don't know like the intro of the game sets you up where you're like you're a miner doing mining and so i was thinking okay oh you need the rocks yeah yeah i need the rocks for my sculptures like this makes sense to be honest i was just going through like the associated skills and i wanted persuasion and i also wanted medicine and that had both of them. I was like, sure, why not? I'll be a sculptor. That's, that's like, very is, similar. Why does a sculptor very... need medicine? In case of, I don't know. Big... <laughs> Chisel yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, need to, you know, like rocks could like fling off and just kind of, yeah, you like scrape yeah. you. Sculptors yeah, don't get a lot of credit for it being a dangerous exactly. career. We need to, we need to um, respect the sculptors. I kind of did a similar thing. I went I went for the space scoundrel. Uh you know, maybe they had a previous life of crime. I don't know. As I've said before on this podcast, Robin is hot. You know, if you're Robin, you're hot. You're gonna. I was like, you know. who's Robin? Yeah, no. From Batman. <laughs> if you if you're Robin, places Joseph um, Gordon-Levitt. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but I again mainly picked it because of the starter traits because I wanted persuasion and I also wanted piloting and that has mm. both of those because I'm basically. My my idea of playing this game is build cool ships, fly around and talk to everyone and try and charm them. That's how that's how I go through life every day, really. So um, that's what I was trying to do. And I've basically kind of... I'm playing as basically Han Solo. It's like I'm a former, you know, cheeky chappy who's kind of got involved in like a, a something grander, like a bigger cause, which is kind of what this game thrusts you into. It kind of... This is all in the very first mission of the game. I'm not spoiling anything here by saying... Basically, as Jen said, you start off as a miner, you find an artifact which looks like nothing you've ever seen before. You touch it, you get these weird sort of visions, and then you're kind of 
asked to go meet this explorer group called Constellation, who are basically like, we've been hunting these artifacts. We don't know what they are, but they're key to something. And then that basically starts your main quest is finding more of these artifacts. And I've been doing it like in my 20 hours, I've probably spent a third, third to that maybe on the main quest and there is some good stuff down there i will say my favorite stuff so far is some of the faction stuff which is what fallout's always done well i think that's when this game's at its best is its faction and its side quests i don't know uh, if you found that general if you've been too busy building outposts <laughs> to engage in them well that's what i did initially I've, i was kind of just like investigating everything and trying to dig into everything and then i kind of yeah i came up against this wall where you do need to invest a bunch of points to unlock anything mm-hmm. And then I was finding, I was picking everything up and my inventory is full all the time. Oh, don't get, every, get me started on I that. Mean, I've got a paragraph Jesus. written about the inventory. Later. Yeah, we'll get to that. But <laughs> it was just frustrating. And I, I was like, okay, I need more materials and I need more money and I need yeah. like a bigger cargo hold and I need better mm-hmm. like shields on my ship. Otherwise I'm getting like dumpstered every time I try and go to a yeah. different uh, planet. So then I, I started playing through the, the main story quest and I think it's cool. Like, uh, it's a weird kind of society that you're a part of like this constellation um mm-hmm. group of kind of feels like intellectuals you know you're like in this library or whatever and i'm like i don't know if my character wants to hang like uh, <laughs> whatever you know they're a sculpture they're, 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 they're a sculpture. all sculptures intellectuals i don't know maybe i'm assuming i i wouldn't like to say uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why you gotta know basic geometry uh, yeah. Sculpture, yeah. i think i think like when I hit the 15 hour mark in this game, I've been ge- since then I've been having a genuinely great time. It is a kind of a bewilderingly slow start to this game. Like it just kind of, it does and I kind of appreciate it that it kind of just goes, right, off you go and you have to work it out all yourself, but at the same time some tutorials would have helped and some more direction like other Bethesda games like Fallout, Skyrim, they have very tailored opening hours or so and they like guide you through this world and the people and everything. Whereas this one, it's like, right, you're here. Now you're meeting this person. Now you're meeting this person. Now you're meeting this person. Now go do this. Uh, here's how you fly. Here's how you store things. And I'm just like, can we just at the same time slow down, but at the same time make it more exciting? I'm, I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but like it for the first like six, six to eight hours of this game, I was like, oh no oh no this isn't good but now it's 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 turned around on me a bit and i'm i'm having a great time like like i said the faction stuff and the interplay of that seems to be really good i've joined the freestyle collective who are basically yes it means i'm basically cowboy buzz light i was gonna ask specifically about cowboys i've heard there are cowboys in this i'm cowboy Cowboy buzz light yeah and they basically there they have my favorite settlement in the game which is aquila city which is basically the reason it's my favourite is it reminds me most of a Fallout settlement. It, you feel like you're in Fallout when you're there, and it's kind of a cowboy city with cool bars and museums, and like that's the stuff I always loved in Fallout. Is going into levels. I love it in any game. I'm a sucker for like a museum, just like walking around a museum and looking at like the lore of this world. And that is one thing Bethesda always do well is build out their worlds, and there is so much like created history and stuff like that in this game that you can get lost in it. Um, I don't know. Do you have a favourite? You said you're also in the Freestyle Collective, mm. Jen, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it because you also wanted to be Cowboy Buzz Light, yeah? Pretty much. I mean, I was just hanging out with the, one of the companion characters, um, Sam, mm-hmm. and he seemed like a cool guy, so I was like, oh, I'm going to try and impress you. I'm going to become... <laughs> Easily swayed. Yeah. Do you like sculpture? Like the first person who says, you're cool, you're like, I'll join, I'll join your faction. <laughs> Why not, you know? 
yeah. But, but yeah, I think like the 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 like fleshing out of the planets and outposts and like factions and things like that is really cool to dig into. Mm-hmm. And like a bunch of the NPCs are just great to talk to. They have it's like yeah, very yeah. very detailed. I will say that the voice acting does range from very good to abysmal. Uh, some people I've spoken to, I'm like. What's going on here? The facial models are better compared to Bethesda games, but they still have that awkwardness. And a lot of the time, they like to kind of face the other way and turn their neck towards you, which is very odd. Um, yeah, that's been. I find that me. charming, though. In a way, it's like very. <laughs> it's just very Bethesda. I don't know. I'm just like, yes, yeah. this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. You know, I can't deny the fact that I'm playing a Bethesda RPG. You know, I'm spending most of my time in, in the menu, mm-hmm. moving things around between inventories, and then I just speak to someone and their head's like not quite attached properly and their eyes are kind of just like looking beyond I wouldn't have it any other way personally that sweet Bethesda jank I will say it's probably one of the smoothest Bethesda launches I've seen like there's no like I've never encountered anything like game breaking or truly like progress halting it's just like funny little stuff like people floating in the air like that will happen in space but you know they're floating where they shouldn't be uh but you know, like there's funny little bu- bugs like that. But you know, it's relatively bug-free for a Bethesda game. I feel like I'm sometimes shooting things and it's not connecting. But I, I don't want to blame me. I feel like I'm shooting right at them. But mm, sometimes they're yeah. not connecting. I'm but sure who it. knows? Um, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, I never miss. Um, but yeah, the side quests are really where some of these shine. I think the problem is they all kind of have the same icon, and you're not sure if you're going to do a really boring fetch quest, of which there are a lot of just fetch quests in this game, you're not sure if it's going to be like a sprawling kind of like multi-stage quest with interesting decisions. Like, have you got a favourite like side quest you've come across yet, Jen, or anything like that? Mm, I'm not sure. There's just, there's a lot. I mean, I find that I'm like ping-ponging between things because I'll be in the middle of like a quest line on... Um, Neon, which is one of the uh, mm. like main cities, which is very kind of like cyberpunky. But then there's also yeah. a lot of stinky fish drugs. They make drugs oh yeah, they are stinky fish. Oh, what do they call them? It's is it like Baschasm or something? Yeah, something like that. which I think is a cool yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, Baschasm. They're all getting high off of fish, uh, essentially. And there's this thing called a raw. It's it's very odd there. Yeah, Neon's very cool. Like you said, it's like a cyberpunk city that has loads of like rival gangs well not i think there's two rival gangs to interact is it, with and is it really called neom n-e-o-m uh, neon okay i thought it might be the neon. like the city the line that's being built in uh, i think saudi arabia right now it's also a little bit <laughs> it's not that yeah. it's, just a it's not that it's, mm. it's neon um but yeah i had a really i just played it last night a cool side quest so i thought like and this is the beauty of this game it's like for as much of just wandering around and finding nothing. You'll also just like I warped into a solar system and there was just this ship hanging out and they I hailed it and they were like, Oh, finally someone to talk to. And it was this group of two hundred year old colonizers who had basically left Earth two hundred years ago. And on the I boarded this ship which had like everything they'd need to sustain themselves. And it's basically what they call like a generational ship where basically like i don't know eight generations of these families had been like on this ship for 200 years in an effort to like relocate humanity 200 years ago and obviously in that 200 years since technology has like gone way into the future and it's easy for people to just travel so they've kind of just been living in the past for 200 years but i got basically they're flowing over this city called paradiso which is kind of just like a resort 
uh, planet, which is basically just like a big fancy resort hotel on a beach. And I went down there and basically you have the choice of whether these colonizers do you let so they want to basically their mission was to go to this planet 200 years ago to recolonize earth but since then it's turned into this hotel resort run by some shady people so it's like you have the option of do you want to send the people the colonizers in the ship down to this planet where they can the owners of the hotel said they can live there but they're basically going to be slaves they're like oh yeah they can have free board and stuff but we'll just get them to work all the time and you're like "Mm, i'm basically going to send them down there to be slaves or I can help the hotel people and just blow up the ship to get rid of the problem. Or I can spend a lot of money buying, which is what I did because I'm trying to be a nice person, buy these people and you grab drive for their ship so they can go to another planet and relocate there. And that's what I did and I got some nice rewards for it. But like, rare, like, it does happen. Like, there's that rare magic moment. It's like, oh, I'm playing a proper Bethesda RPG here. I've got three choices and it's going to affect the outcome of this. And those those are the moments where I'm like, oh, this is what I really wanted from this game. I'm basically kind of being Buzz Lightyear, Han Solo, and Star Trek at the same time. Um, but then, yeah, sometimes you... And another example is I landed on this Paradiso planet and another quest was just talking to the receptionist who wanted me to go find four lost and found items on the resort. And I was just walking around picking up hotel key cards. I'm just like, how do both of these exist? Yeah, I really like, love that you are at once the most important and least important yeah. person in the universe. <laughs> I know. I was just like, what? Like, and I get you need to have those little things. And it was good. I got 50 XP from it. But hey. I was just, I was running around this hotel going like, oh, someone like in an email reading, oh, I think I dropped my key card near the cabana on the beach. I'm just like, what am I? What what what's going on here? Like the same time Bethesda, bless them, they're kind of stuck in the past a bit. Like this stuff we kind of got away with in Fallout because like it was you know people loved it then. But I'm just like, can you kind of push some of these basic quests along a little I, bit uh, or just got rid of them? I really felt this about Cyberpunk back in the day. Like uh, mm. you know, bugs aside, I really just felt like that kind of design was something that we'd already seen like significantly through. And if I was already wary of this, I don't know about two three years ago at this point i'm like i don't know if this is for me now like i might just be over it i'm still gonna check mm-hmm. it out because it's on game pass you know easy to give it I'm a go having, and that is the thing i'm now having a really good time of it like i don't think it's an amazing game but i'm having i've now found my kind of what i'm enjoying about this game so i know what to avoid doing so I focus on the stuff that I think is good. Like I'm just persuading my way through basically everything. They've kind of re kind of recycled the oblivion dialogue system. So you can put, you basically risk how many you have to fill up a bar. It's hard to explain when you see it. It's very obvious. You have to fill up a bar of persuasion points. Like say there's six you need to fill and you get three turns to pick the right dialogue option and fill up that bar. But you know, the ones that are worth more points are a riskier option. Like it's a really mm. fun persuasion system i think although when you're talking to people kind of makes no sense you're like (laughs) do you want to do this for me and they're like no and then you can go i think you want to do this for me and they're like you know what you're right it's like it's persuasion that's how i persuade people yeah exactly the lock picking mini game very fun yeah i love lock picking it's good it's really it's good although like the first time i think i accidentally like skipped past the tutorial of what to actually do and as well on PC, there's no like labels to anything. So you essentially have to kind of, you have like these digi picks with kind of prongs that you have to rotate to fit in the mm-hmm. circular lock. So it's like a little puzzle. 
but you have to actually rotate them. I didn't have any like labels on my screen telling me what to do. So I was just like, oh my God. Just I just pressing, button, pressing E over and over again. I was literally button mashing, like what's happening? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's happening. I figured it out. Well, that is another problem with this game. I think if you do accidentally skip a tutorial, I found like no menus that just have like tutorials in like to look them up. No, there's, Maybe I'm wrong. there is a help um, section in the menu that just go over like some some stuff like that, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. Can I recommend IGN.com? Exactly. Yeah. How to lockpick. We have so IGN.com. many guides. It's honestly incredible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, do you know what isn't incredible? The gunplay. Um, mm. Sometimes, sometimes it's good. So I'm basically sticking, and it kind of fits my character. I'm sticking to pistols, which do actually feel quite good. Pistols and revolvers feel quite good. Anytime I pick up a laser weapon. I've held this genuine in games anyway. I just it doesn't have that sort of like kinetics or like feel when you hit things and like I don't know. I'm not I'm not enjoying the gunplay too. That's why I'm trying to talk my way out of out of things. But like some of the arenas do encourage cool things. There's a good bit of verticality to a lot of them and jetpacking over people and chucking grenades is quite fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you feel about combat, and I'm trying to do as little as possible. But this game likes to force you to do quite a bit of it at the same time. Yeah, I feel like combat is not very challenging at all. Like mm. I don't really feel like I'm in danger at any point. Uh, I think maybe because of the verticality and good. the boost pack and everything. Yeah, no, I'm just too good. That's why <laughs> three sixty <laughs> no scope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you can just kind of jump over things and get out of the way mm-hmm. pretty easily like the mobility is such that you're not going to get stuck in a bad situation i've been using like the laser rifle i've picked one up um that does like bonus damage the first time you hit like an enemy at full health you get additional mm. damage and then i also have like a perk on my um helmet i think it is where you get after you headshot someone the next shot is a crit automatically so i can basically just hit uh. people in the head and they die in like two hits You've got every it time. Down. It's like You've a, it's really it like it's easy, easy combo to do. It's it's nice. not hard unless you run out of ammo and you're like. Oh. <laughs> I've been trying to use a shotgun. and The shotgun feels abysmal, so I've stopped using it. Yeah, it no, just doesn't I, feel I good. My shotgun. The pistols. I'd, I'd go. I'd recommend people go pistols. Uh, if you want to ask me, SMG kind of feels okay, but yeah. Um, the actual ship combat is quite cool, although I find that much tougher. If there's like more than three enemy ships, you're kind of you're in a bit of trouble. Um, I've bought a new ship, so it's quite a bit better than the one I started out with, but yeah. um, it's still quite difficult. But you, I would encourage to get the I don't know if you've got it, the target locking system, which allows you to like individually target like the enemy shields or engines, um, because namely it's cool because if you destroy the enemy's engines it just brings them to a halt and you can then board them and that's really cool so you then get to board the enemy ship shoot everyone on it and if you want you can just take that ship and add it to your fleet if you want which yeah. is yeah there is a fee though cool. i gotta pay a fee there is a fee it's like 10 grand so it's you, a lot yeah i think it's to stop you from just like doing that and then making a ton of money flipping ships but yeah. yeah i don't have that scanner thing unfortunately so i'm just like yeah. blowing everyone up but that's fine no I find I am it's like if we're all over the place it's because this game's a bit all over the place like it's hard to like it's hard to work out at times like if I was to score it I'm not reviewing this game we gave it a seven I don't think that's far off like between a seven and an eight sometimes this game feels like an eight sometimes it feels like a six to be honest but um for a game we touched on it for a game that is so much about freedom and just like letting wanting you to explore it loves nothing more than making you like play in menus like you are in menus. Like the star map is horrible. It is. 
and it requires like multiple button presses to do anything i'm just like can i travel to this planet and i've got clicking it three times then do like travel oh no i haven't got enough fuel so i'm gonna have to jump to another place to do it first feels horrible like just so many systems that are badly implemented that get in the way of this being like a great game like at least there is a star map because you land on any planet and there are no maps there are no oh, maps for any true. of the cities that must be a not actually a nightmare but also a blessing for guides because if we're the first to get like detailed maps of these cities out then everyone's gonna love us but like i just land on a planet, I'm like oh i just want to buy some health packs or i want to buy a gun i'm like you basically have to memorize all of these cities to remember where each vendor is it's insane yeah. that's gotta be a uh something they can fix post-launch i don't know i feel like it must be a choice though they're like we want you to have this feeling of getting immersed i'm just like but i also just want to quickly buy some ammo like yeah yeah this is the thing like it makes no sense why in the future when we have like grav drives (laughs) and ship technology that you can't like look at at a map you know we can do that now (laughs) if i want to go like to morrison's i don't know where it is i can freaking find it like it's not hard like what what's happened why do go buy some to... ammo right now i know like, a guy if we, in 200 what 300 years in the future if we really lost what google maps was if we really yeah. forgotten what that was That's i'd be interested in them writing an in-law uh, fiction reason for this that'd be funny yeah like an- another annoyance is like the shipbuilding is fun but it doesn't really unlock until like for me it didn't unlock until about 18 hours in once i actually put enough skill points into like the shipbuilding stuff to be able to unlock better parts to like play with which is and you're not even allowed to you can't pilot like the higher class tier ships until you've put like a few skill points into that skill tree as well like mm. there's just so much like weird gatekeeping for letting you explore and have fun yeah and that's actually really important like for like people who are going to start playing it there's so many things that are locked behind a skill like things that you would think are pretty like fundamental like mm. using a boost pack that you require a skill to do that pickpocketing and stealth you require the, the skill in order to be able to do those things so yeah you can you can kind of miss that yeah, that's my big advice. If you're, I think today you can play early access or next week if you're playing when it comes out properly. Like, almost, it sounds really boring, but plan ahead where you want to put your skill points because, like, you get one per level. At the start, you're getting those fairly regularly. Like, you'll go up the first 10 levels pretty quickly, but from there on, it's a bit slower. It's like, plan out where you want to put these skill points. Like, if you want to be a persuasive person, put them all in that. If you want to be a shipbuilder, put them all in that. Like, but that will mean that it just stops you, like, so I've put all my I've put all my points into persuasion and into shipbuilding. But it's like if I now want to build an outpost, I'm like, well, I can't really build a cool one. I'm gonna have to now wait another ten hours if I want to try that out properly, which is weird. Yeah. But, I mean you can do the basic stuff, but then there's additional yeah, things you need to unlock. I want the advanced stuff. I know. Though. I know. I'm an advanced <laughs> person. <laughs> um let's let's go on to the for all the fun this game is, let's go on to its biggest crime, which I think we can both agree, Jen. Um, when I say the word inventory management to you, what what horrors come up? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I don't know, like just the fact that when you open like a container, like in your ship or your companion's inventory, you can't see your own inventory. You have to swap between your so inventory weird. and that. Because Fallout has this. Why doesn't yeah, this? Like, what, I don't know. <laughs> I, At Todd, baffled. what's going on? 
And I have a yeah, it's like a constant. <laughs> it's like a constant like circus act of like balancing like cargo and personal inventories and like companion inventories. Like there is such a limited space. Like for a game that encourages you to like collect everything. Like just I've just been flying around like collecting things in my ship and I'm like, oh no, your cargo hold is full. I'm like, well, what I've got a massive ship. Why is why can't I put more on it? I've given up. <laughs> I mean I think you can just like throw stuff on the floor. You can throw stuff on the floor in you the should. ship. So yeah. you know, you can do that. But yeah, it's, not it, the best it's, solution. it's super frustrating. Like at the start of the game, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna collect all these resources, I'm gonna pick up everything that I see around yeah. me and you know, I can sell it and have loads of stuff but well, now, that is I one realize, thing that no. can hopefully be easily patched is a better inventory system like hopefully within i don't know a few months we get that because so. it is so bad to play with and yeah like despite all these gripes there is like still some of that bethesda rpg magic that shines through like every now and then like even over like I've just been walking through, I think it was Neon last night, I was just walking through, and you just overhear conversations of someone like, oh, this person's been doing this, and it would just pop up with an objective like, oh, you should talk to the, find this person. Like, there is, like, discovery in these cities, like, that just, like, you overhear, like, conversations in coffee shops, and it'll, like, trigger, like, sprawling quests of, like, you thought it'd just be a fetch quest, but no, this is, like, a few hours long, this, like, path you're going down, or, like, you'll... Like, I found one note on a body, just a random, like, soldier I killed in, a, like, a space station that led me to, like, a whole... They were like, oh, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity you'll never m- want to miss out on on this star system. And it's like, I could never have killed that person. I could never have picked up that note, and mm-hmm. I never would have found this whole quest. Like, it's those things, those moments where it makes you feel like you're playing something that no one else is playing and no one else is going to get. Those are the moments where it really does feel amazing. And, like... I wish it was more consistently like that and just less frustrating, but I am having a good time with it at the moment. I want to see where the story goes. I want to see how the faction interplay turns out. I've been told, like, after you finish the main quest, like, some major, like, I don't, it almost changes the game to an extent, so I'm very intrigued to see what happens there. Yeah, um, yeah, I think but yeah. I'm, for all the annoyances I have this game, there is still a lot of magic to it, I think, and... I'm not going to stop playing anytime soon. I do need to finish Baldur's Gate, which is annoying me. But yeah, I want to. I want to get back to Baldur's Gate, especially now they've patched it. But me too. God, there's just too much to play. Yeah, I've I've I like forced myself to stop playing Baldur's Gate to play Starfield. And I poor me, what terrible, <laughs> <laughs> terrible <laughs> what a life, life we live. Like, no, yeah. But I yeah, I've been I've been missing it. But I mean, that is the problem a lot of people are going to have, isn't it? When you're going f- from arguably the best RPG ever made to an a RPG. pretty good one. A pretty yeah. good one. Like it's good. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, I think that the biggest thing for me is just getting to grips with all of these systems, which are not very intuitive and are, yeah, frustrating, but overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. Once now that I've learned how to navigate the star map, like now that I've learned how to do ship combat and scan things without accidentally getting up out of my seat and walking away from the cockpit <laughs> in the middle of the battle, like that happened so many times that I nearly <laughs> got up and walked away from my computer in the same way but yeah now that I've got through that and I know kind of what I'm dealing with it's much less irritating mm-hmm. and it's yeah I can focus on like just yeah. roaming around having a good time exploring. I'm having a good time with it now and I hope it continues on this trajectory because then I'll, I'll end up really liking this game I think it's just didn't make the best first impression but I got over the hump and that's why, I, you know, 
it's always a very annoying thing to say and we even say it dan stoveson says in our review like loathe to tell people after 15 hours it gets good it's like but truthfully it kind of does um so yeah if you've got 10 to 15 hours of mediocre to frustrating game to sit through can you even shove on a podcast during that time like or do you actually have to pay attention (laughs) to uh you need to pay attention because it it doesn't tell you enough so you need to you definitely need to pay attention to what little it tells you um but yeah i just had a really cool story moment so it's what there are there are things worth getting to so yeah if you're playing starfield let us know what you think ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com we will definitely be talking about this game again i think i don't think this will just be going away any time you've also um, tipped me off on another thing i want some emails about because oh, okay that feeling about there being too many games to play i've been thinking oh, about okay. how like on another year armored core 6 might be the best game of the year yeah. and i don't even think i'm going to get time to play it like no, it's I won't ridiculous so, I won't have time this year. I know that much. So I think I'm it's like, like the question I want to ask the audience is like, what are you? What are you not playing? Like, what's the thing that you'd love to, <laughs> but you just can't? Yeah, there's, there's like yeah, Armor Core would be one I'd like to check out. I know I'm not gonna have time. Mm-hmm. Um, like my current plan is Starfield, then the Cyber, Cy- finish Starfield and Baldur's Gate, then Cyberpunk. I think I'm gonna have to give Assassins a skip for now. And then, because then we've got the Spider-Man Alan Wake double coming up in October. So, Lies of P on the way as well. Lies of P as well. Um, is it Lords of Fallen soon as mm-hmm, well? I think so. Yeah. Oh my God, Mortal Kombat I'll probably play a bit of. I think that's January, isn't it? Or no, is it? that's no. like oh, God, September, yeah. I think. What's that in January? Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, the, uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy, I think, might mm-hmm. be January. Oh, there's too many games. Um... Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. But you know what, when you're not playing games, why not watch some Netflix? Yeah. Um, why not watch eight Matt, hours of television in your yeah, already packed schedule? Um, Matt, you've done the Lord's work here. You've, again, for us, mm-hmm. watched a Netflix live ad. Uh, live action adaptation of an anime series. Yeah, One Piece. Is it? Is it any good? Yeah, it's all right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Um, which I um, think is a great, like, good testament of its quality. Like, it just being all right is quite mm-hmm. a step ahead of everybody's expectations. Um, the Cowboy Bebop one, I was really excited about, but just didn't quite find its footing. Uh, it made like quite a few it basically just didn't fundamentally understand what was interesting about cowboy bebop and i just didn't quite capture the magic and i think that like the one piece adaptation is really good at figuring out what things it definitely needs to have in it um Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily make it a very good tv show i think great adaptation really good chance but also it's like i don't know it's it's fine (laughs) 
Could you honestly recommend this to someone who has no interest in One Piece? It's or would re- you say, a- still say just watch the anime? So yeah, genuinely difficult call because like the anime suffers from it being made in the like late nineties, and a lot of things that we would have uh, expected from it at that point are like kind of not to our tastes now. Um, a lot of like anime that's being produced right now, you know, in the year twenty twenty three, stunning visual, like moves really quick, like great pace to it, and this doesn't really have it in its early episodes. And so this is quite good at um, condensing all of the material down to a really digestible form, but it loses a lot of the heart along the way, like a lot of the fun, a lot of the a lot of the goofiness, I'd say. Um, before I continue this, though, I should probably get a little bit of a feeling. You and I have talked about One Piece before, Simon, but Jenny, you got any familiarity at all? Oh, I mean, I've heard lots of really good things about One Piece, but it's too daunting for me to consider watching. I think I maybe watched a couple of episodes like a while back, but just the sheer number of episodes that <laughs> this show has, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't begin to try. I, th- I think it's really telling that so many people got into it over the over the lockdowns because it's like, well, yeah, I I can finally watch a thousand <laughs> episodes of television. Nothing's stopping me now. Christ. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not going to check. I have made my anime first steps into my anime journey though because mm. I'm three ep- three whole episodes into Evangelion. Ooh. And- oh, wow. I'm very much enjoying it. Uh, I want more pen pen. That's my only yeah, takeaway. Yeah, pen pen rules. I really yeah. love that it is just like hanging out in Masato's apartment as well for yeah, a lot good. of the show. Like it is great. Love it. Um, but anyway, One Piece, mm-hmm. like, so is, it's, uh, yeah. it, it, is it good? Yeah, <laughs> it adapts about the first like 44 episodes, um, wow. but it does draw some stuff from later in the series and decides to pluck it in there. And it's actually like a really good change because... So much of the anime and the the manga are about this really interconnected world and a lot of people that keep reoccurring. Um, Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen in the early stuff. So moving all of that forward means that you get a sense of how this world works a little bit better. Um, There's like a character in this that appears in the first episode um, that doesn't appear again for another 300 episodes in the anime. And they've decided okay. to just like make him like way more of a main character in this series. And I think it's like actually a really good choice. Uh, like it means that you see their journey rather than actually just mm-hmm. get told about what's happening. Are the effects any good? Do they do the big stretch? Yeah. Arms? Like I was really worried about that, but I didn't like cringe at any of it at any point, which is a, a good sign. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to spend $200 million estimated on this, you better, better get yeah. a, a, like, sh- a show specifically about a rubber man. You better make the rubber <laughs> man look pretty good. Yeah. Like, does it end in a way like, are they going to make more of this? They're so famed at the moment for just making one, mm-hmm. especially if they're anime shows, just making one series and done. Like, Does it leave it on like a cliffhanger or is it, it does. end it in a way? Yeah. Uh, so it's a really faithful adaptation of uh, those first like 44 episodes and it's really clear what they'll go on to do next. Um, I was I was convinced that they were going to skip a thing entirely and just move on to uh, something else. But something that they don't do at the end of this, they will clearly do at the beginning of the next season. Which isn't mm. it's it would be part of this arc, but I think they've just decided it to have it like hang over. I think the problem is only timing of when this is released. Like, um, you know, you can't write any episodes and you can't film it anytime soon because of uh, both strikes. Yeah. I think it's going to be a real problem of getting everybody that was involved in this like to actually sign on for another season when they don't know what is actually around the corner. Yeah. Um, 
I think most of the cast is also really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think the uh, Emily Rodgers Nami and um, I think it's Joseph Gibson as Usopp is really good. McKenyu doesn't quite get it. He's really cool, but I think that Zoro is like kind of got a goofy edge that he doesn't quite find. Um, and Naki Godoy as Luffy is like mostly fine, but he's just not as silly. It just doesn't. Uh, it's a really silly show. Is he too earnest. Yeah, it just, I don't know, it's not exactly right in tone. He's mostly there. Um, like, you're not in- offended by his um, portrayal, but it just doesn't quite doesn't quite get it. Um, I also think that, like, one of the episodes I think they could completely cut. I think they could condense it down to a previous one. And some of Zoro's backstory stuff is just so much less interesting. Um, but the Sanji stuff's really good. Um, I think that Tazkail is really good in this portrayal as well. And I think that's about it. Yeah. I think it's I'm going to level with you, Matt. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would it would have to be like something people are raving about, I think, for me to go, yeah, I'll check this out. Like, mm-hmm. if I've, I'm just, I look at it, I'm like, mm, yeah, uh, this isn't working for me. It is uh, um, absolutely young adult television <laughs> yeah. uh, through and through. <laughs> I'm just not a young adult anymore, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. Also, like, uh, it was something that I knew would be a problem of this, but it's best stuff. Like, One Piece's best things don't happen in this season. That is quite uh, a little bit of a ways in. Um, you might get some of the really, really good stuff next season. You might get some of those in like seven seasons from now. And if they're only adapting 44 episodes in a season and there are a thousand episodes, you could have yeah. 20 seasons and change. Yeah, uh, if this gets the second season, I'll be surprised because that's just yeah. how Netflix works. But, I, you know, I hope for your sake that they do because you know there's promise there mm-hmm. for you, and I want you to be happy. Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Just watch the uh, anime, mate. It's good. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah. It's Do you see how listeners. many games are coming out? I don't, mm. <laughs> I don't have time to watch it. Must it. be an edit. Like a fan edit. There is. We won't. Uh, we won't talk about it on this one because you oh, have to dude. use a torrent to download it. But dun, uh, dun, dun. yeah, there is. They're out there. Lovely. Um, I'm going to briefly talk about some of the games I couldn't talk about at Gamescom because I hadn't seen them yet um, when we recorded the podcast last week. I just want to mention a few. It's kind of like an indie roundup. Uh, the Plucky Squire is one people may have heard. Very excited already. for it. I've watched. Uh, I didn't get to play this one, unfortunately, but I did watch a whole half an hour level of this game. It does look delightful. If you don't know what this game is, it is a two D, three D kind of like action. Pl- uh, is it in a platform? Not really. Action game that kind of is heavily inspired by a link between worlds. Has a bit of that Super Mario Odyssey vibe to it as well, where you kind of you're playing as Jot, who is a character in a storybook, who is basically the villain of this storybook is annoyed that he that Jot is the protagonist so he's doing what he can to take to get basically get rid of Jot and become the lead character of this story and through means that a magical means he can also jump outside of the storybook into a 3D world which is basically the desk that this book is drawn on and it's just I've only seen a bit of it but it's just one if you haven't uh, seen before to keep on your radar, I think, because it's very cute. Has that sort of, has that sort of 
or of Toy Story 2, which I'm a sucker for because I love Toy Story so much. I mean, we already talked about me playing with Buzz Lightyear in Starfield, so you can tell that. But also that sort of, it takes two vibe of like, things are just, when you play with scale like that, things are cool. When you're like a little person in a normal world, like the it, size of... Um, it like really a, reminds me of a PC game that I played once and I just tried to look up the name of it, but I can't. Um, it's about like, you're playing an RPG, but you're also playing like every version of that RPG. So if you uh-huh. move from one space to another, you'll go from 2d to 3d and if you go back to 2d it means that you can fit through gaps that you otherwise couldn't um i, I really can't I remember the name of this oh it was really that good it was interesting yeah yeah the plucky squire is very cool uh it's co-directed by one of the who uh someone who is the art director of pokemon sword and shield so it has a really they have they kind of play with their like there's a section in this game that also they bring like other gameplay elements in besides just the standard like sword uh, action and there's a little like turn-based thing on like a that looked like a magic card that was basically just a Pokemon battle which was very cool like very cool I think it's going to be a very playful game who's and uh, publishing is it Devolver it's Devolver right. it's a Devolver yeah. game uh, it just looks very very nice and I can't wait it just looks delightful I I walked out of my demo for that going that is delightful. And yeah, I would definitely be playing the Plucky Squire when it comes out. A few others I want to quickly mention. Thank goodness you're here is a game that was revealed at ONL. It was the one that was basically it's like the Beano in a northern British town. Yeah, uh, I think it's I played, Yorkshire specifically. I think. Yeah, yeah, a town called Barnsworth. Uh, I played 15 minutes of this. It's very silly. It's kind of they call it a um, was it a slap former? I think. Uh, I have slap- that. That's really good. <laughs> like a slapstick platformer. Like it's you're kind of just walking around. Like you can only the bit I played. You could only there was only a jump button and a hit button. And you're basically playing Great. as this weird salesman who's arrived in this northern British weird town. It's kind of like a Beano version of the League of Gentlemen in a way. But uh, there's some like sinister undertones, but nothing that dark. But like I like. Got some. I went to the butchers and got some meat for a big pie that eventually blew up the uh, pie shop. And like, there's just weird characters with really over the top accents, and just it's a very silly game. If you're looking for was, a very uh, silly game, it was very funny as well watching it on uh, O and L for work and hearing yeah. uh, the voice of friend of the show Log, uh, who used to work for OXM back in the day. Uh, as big, oh, is he? Uh, he's is in, he it. in it. Yeah, he's uh, oh, he's big great. bronze meat pies. I thought, uh, yeah, yeah, I talked to him. I was to like, him this then. is familiar. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of just very silly and funny voices in that game. So I don't know when it's coming out. Um, I think it's a little bit of way off. But thank goodness you're here. Keep your eyes on that if you want something that looks just very, very silly. Harold Halibut is a game that's been in production for almost 10 years, I think. Um, if you've never seen what this game looks like, it's, it is it is stunning. Like yeah, I played, again, I played like half an hour of this. It's a stop motion game which you just don't get like so, it's full like the thing i want to know though is that like have they done the animation walk cycles in stop motion or have they three i think they have there? yeah so they had some of the models in the room mm-hmm. when i was playing it and i got to look at them properly close up they're like incredible stop motion like animation models so yeah i think they filmed them walking on a green screen and then obviously added animation in the game mm-hmm. to um that but like the actual sets everything like is handmade it just looks unbelievable the game itself is they said like a 15 hour or so narrative game um there's no like puzzles or combat or anything i think you're basically playing a 15 hour wes anderson film really is what they were inspired by mostly and it does have that vibe it has that sort of life aquatic almost meets grim fandango sort of tone just without the puzzles it was just 
yeah, very cool. It's also got that, it's about a man called Harold who in the Cold War, so in the 60s or 70s, basically escaped by making a spaceship that that is also kind of a floating city and you're finding off to alien worlds. I didn't see much of the story. I don't know what's going on, but I like the vibe a lot. And yeah, Harold Halibut, if you've not kept your eyes on that one, is one to look out for if you're looking for a stop motion game. And finally, I played a bit of Hellscape, which is basically Hades mixed with Tony Hawk. The lead character is called Anton Falcon. You can see what they're doing here. It's a very uh, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's made by uh, an ex-developer on Tony Hawk Underground, and basically he just, I think, wants to bring skating back to where it was, where it was fun. Like, yeah, I think he bemoaned a little bit that Activision uh, kind of drove that series into the ground by making bad game after bad game so this is kind of it's a roguelike so it's got all the tony if like i picked it up and i instantly could play it it has all the tony hawk controls i you was do just the, doing like, manual combos manual. yeah 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 yeah. i was doing it straight away to get the combos and it's that mixed with hades so you've also got a heavy and light attack as well as projectile attacks and you're just going through these skate levels defeating bosses going to the next one and it's just a cool little blend of an action roguelike and tony hawk so yeah that's enough one to just keep in your radar this is the keep on your radar section Mm. so hellscape hellscape with one l we will put all of these in the uh, episode description so you can look them up yourselves you especially should because they all look visually fascinating they are all quite good i would say Mm -hmm. do you know what else is quite good yeah how good are both of you we're going to find out in the upcoming segment Uh, it's another it's the return of the endless starch inside it's a uk agn crew yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matt, this is the first time Jen's played the Endless Search. It is. And she looks absolutely terrified, frankly. Yeah, quaking. You're in for a treat. It's an endless starch. It's the best version of this game, as far as I'm concerned. I want this every week. Uh, if yeah. you've got submissions for games that we should play, you can you can email us in. Do you know how this uh, particular game works, Jen? Give me a quick rundown. Of course. So game names often will sound very different if you remove a letter or put a different letter in its place. If I give you a description for a game, you have to tell me what that game name is with a strange letter that is somewhat out of place. Mm-hmm. So the example I always say is, you know, the clue would be an open world Florida city overrun with mice or overrun with rodents, and it would be GTA Mice City, not GTA Vice City. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We, and sometimes the game might people be... must be so bored of me saying that. I've said that <laughs> so many times, but it's my go-to, so I'm sorry. The game uh, might be easy to tell, but it's the it's the flip that is the yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. part. Uh, some of these are got, definitely true. Uh, I believe we've had what, this one's been sent in as yeah, well. It has. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're going to do how many of these have we got? We've got seven. So there's, uh, there's yep. one more than we need for a time. Thank break. you, no, Elliot. Yeah. These are your questions. Thank you. So if they're bad, we're also going to blame you. But thank you. Elliot's fault. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure they're good. Uh, all right. So this first one a psychotic AI 
lets you know that yes, they finally have PS5s back in store. System stock. That's really good. Are you sure you didn't check these out before? I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I don't often play this game, and I'm uh -huh. one of these people. That's, I'm I have terrified. a weird brain for these things. This is not boding well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was still processing. Oh, man. I'm sorry. All right. Winston, Tracer, and co. <laughs> put aside their differences and stop shooting up various global monuments to keep an eye on the souffle they're preparing. Oh. You know what game it is. Of oven watch? Yeah. Oven oh. watch. Oh my god, I did it. <laughs> I was trying to change the W to like over batch yeah, or something. That's good. You can make yeah. a batch. That's like a another word for a roll, isn't it, in other parts of the country? <laughs> I don't sure. know. All right. This, no, one's, it's my this point. one's really good. This <laughs> it's your up. point. It's your point. All right. Battle through hell. A successful San Francisco banker Johnny slay demons, your deceptive fiance and former best friend, rip and tearing me apart, Lisa. What? <laughs> There's a lot of things going on there. Uh, I can do it once more if you need it. Yes, yes say, say it again, please. Battle through hell, a successful San Francisco banker Johnny slay demons, your deceptive fiance. Room eternal. It is absolutely. <laughs> it's oh just my room. God. <laughs> Oh, is it just room? It was just room, but room eternal, I'll take. Oh, okay. All right. I love that because it's like it is the title of the movie too. That's yeah. what tripped me up initially. Okay. Time only moves when you move. No regenerating health bars. No conveniently placed ammo. It's you outnumbered and outgunned, except for your delightful headgear. Is it super hat? Yeah, super hat. <laughs> Uh, I like that one because it kind of tags on the thing good, right at the end. They're all good ones, and it's not <laughs> yeah. just because I'm getting them. Um, I'm actually okay. The spelling of this one's a little bit odd. You might, you might get it. Um, an adorable sword wielding fox searches for uh, clues, solves puzzles, and deciphers lore, whilst having to deal with drunken Oktoberfest revelers. Are they just trying to say Munich? Yes, Munich. Yeah, which is not... I don't think it's how you spell Munich. Yeah. There's another letter in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think Cardi, you've won this, but let's keep playing because there's oh, two more. Let's have fun. This one... Okay. Hmm. No, I'm not going to read that one out because it's too rude. I just, you, won't, you won't get that <laughs> out of me, unfortunately. Uh, well, I'll tell you after the show, but it's a little bit... It's a little bit a little blue bit for blue. my tastes. A little bit blue. Yeah. All right, Night City's, Night City's basketball yeah, Jen team. Jen would have got that one, definitely. <laughs> Night City's basketball team are desperate for a new power forward. Could your, could your character V be it? Could they take home the championship? Will arms fit fitted with mantis blades ever get past anti-doping? No, okay, taking that from the top. <laughs> Night City's basketball team are desperate for a new power forward. Could your character be it? Could they take home the championship? Will arms fitted with mantis blades ever get past anti-doping regulations? Cyberdunk. Yeah, you got it. Ah. Nice one. Well, okay. Cardi, you wrap that one up. But Jen, very good, very good showing. I'm gonna look on the dock now yeah, and see what see the it. blue one was. Yep. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was good fun. It was mm -hmm. good fun. I enjoyed that. GG. Who's got the Yeah, who's got the first email? Oh, it's me. Uh I've got one here from Joachim Thiessen, who says 
Hello, gents and ladies of the IGN UK. Long time, etc. This spring, I clicked play on Double Fine Adventure, and 4,003 hours later, I had watched both it and Psych Odyssey, and I'm thirsting for more of these well-made production diaries behind the scenes docs. What I loved was how well... uh, was how they both felt really personal and also didn't hold back when it came to the more technical, nitty-gritty stuff, sparking a renewed interest in PC gaming for me, having been a console gamer for most of my adult life. I went back to Disco Elysium on computer and not on my PC5. A PC5? PS5. (laughs) And was so glad I did, as I was enraptured by it and finished it in three days. My question for you is, do you have any recommendations for any well-made game production diaries, recent or older? It doesn't matter. Your product, your po- oh, this is just this is just nice things now. You have uh, to read it. You have to blush. Oh no, your podcast is great. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Thank you uh, <laughs> from Norway. Um, any good? Yeah, uh, we video should get it out of the way that we do project. We do produce these in house. Um, oh, we've done some good ones. Very good ones recently about the production of the PS One. Oh, um, I like that one. Dale did a really good inside story about um, the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure I can think of some other ones, but they're... We've done some older ones. That, mm-hmm. um, I did one on... It's less in-depth. It's Dead Island 2. Um, Matt and Dale did a good one on Rainbow Six Siege and the journey of that game, which is really mm-hmm. good. Um, but I will yeah. give a shout-out to uh, Danny O'Dwyer's recent video about the production of Vampire Survivors. He got a puppet for it. Um, it's really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the God of War one that PlayStation did called Birthing Kratos, which is all about bringing Kratos back. following the path of the 2018 God of War game. It's really good. And not just because I'm in it for three seconds either. You nice. can see the back of my head. Uh, I'm, you know, that's the real reason it's good. But uh, I really like that one. Um, I don't know. Do you have any, Jan? None that I come to mind. My mind is just full of Starfield. When I was trying to fall asleep last night, I was in Starfield's photo mode, panning around. <laughs> I've lost my mind. There's Jenna's lost there. her mind. Yeah. Um, you will have to read an email soon, though, so if you can regain some sort of cognition before then, that's good. Oh, I'm um, just remembering as well, it's it's a, a horrendous amount of time to invest into something like this, but uh, Noah called Well Gervais has just put out a, I think, a 10-hour video on uh, the history of the Fallout series that yeah. breaks it out game by game, so you don't um, have to watch it all at once, but 10 hours, mate. <laughs> I do think better game docs have been made since, but the original, the indie game doc mm-hmm. that had a uh, Phil Fish making fairs. You know, uh, and you know I'm Lode in that, the right? Are you? Yeah, I'm I didn't in, know I'm that. In that movie. <laughs> well, there we go. It's, uh, I remember watching it. Well, must have been over ten years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good back there, especially if you were char- like me, very excited for the witness. Um, but yeah, it's, that's still worth watching. It's not a, it's not about the making of games, but still, King of Kong is one of the best documentaries ever made. If you've never watched King of Kong about uh, the competitive uh, Donkey Kong players, then absolutely watch that. It's amazing. Um, Matt, what what next email have we got? Thanks, Cardi. I'd love to read out this one from Mark Shaw, who says, Ooh. Hello, IGN UK crew. I write to you on the subject of annoying occurrences in movie theatres that have spoiled viewing experience. More specifically, I write immediately after listening to the experience of the listener who had Dunkirk spoiled by the coughing old man. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I hate it. 
Um, I've, I think I've definitely told my story about being disrupted in a, um, uh, a movie theater before, so I won't do it again now. Um, I went to see Darkest Hour, the Gary Oldman I'm Churchill so biopic. This is such a good story, by the way. Um, went to see Darkest Hour with my partner. We were in a small theater with about a half dozen other people. Two people walked in, a young woman um, and an older man who I initially assumed was her father. They sat directly behind us. Almost immediately we noticed that every time the older man offered the young woman snacks, her inevitable response was, thank you, daddy. Her tone was such that I suspected that they were not father and daughter. While their relationship was none of my business, the thank you, daddy refrain (laughs) occurred often enough to completely derail my focus on the Battle of Britain. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, IGN UK daddies. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) The great content. Uh, Kind regards, Mark. um, Wow. How many times did they offer? Like, Imagine hearing that every five minutes. Yeah. Thank you, Dad. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you did. I heard you. They've got the clip no, now. Got halfway through. I got welcome. halfway through. I got halfway through. Um, yeah. Just thank you, Dad. That's a good bit of fun. Well, more power to yeah. him. Wow. Yeah, why? I mean, why not? I yeah. mean, polite. You know, if, everyone, if everyone's having fun. Yeah. Exactly. There's no nothing wrong with manners. Mm. Just polite. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Especially when you're watching Gary Oldman's Churchill puppet, yeah. The Darkest Hour. <laughs> Oh dear, uh, um, Jen. We've got one last, one last email. We do. Here. Yes, it's from Rowan Dunford, who says, "Love hearing you all talk games and film, but interested in what you have been listening to lately. I've been in a musical rut lately, mostly listening to stuff I loved in high school. Would love any recommendations? Cheers and much love from New Zealand. P.S. Go the mighty All Blacks. Mm, I'm not sure about that. I was... we're going on a rare music tangent. Why not? We don't we don't talk about music at all." Um, I listen to Jen's music all the time. <laughs> I died. You don't have to. You don't have to lie. <laughs> you do make music. I though. make music. Yeah, I do under the name Sylph. There we go. But I don't listen. Well, I do listen out. to my own music, I guess, when I'm writing it, but not like. You know, I mean, yeah, for it'd be weird if you didn't. You'd, you'd have to. Um, listen to yeah, yeah no, listen, listen to my music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up. Everyone listen to Sylph. <laughs> no. Um, what have you been listening to, Matt? Astronomy is a man of an eclectic taste. I'm, honestly, I'm looking through my like um, Spotify liked songs, and the only one that really I absolutely have to talk about is "My Barn, My Rules" by Horse Girl. It's the it's the best that song. Can't be real. <laughs> yeah. that can't you familiar with Horse that? Girl, Jim? No, but <laughs> I must find out more. Um, it's just like a bullshit like uh, dance house track by a girl that wears a horse mask live. I think she's yeah. like normally a DJ. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm looking through my recently played. What have I got? I've been listening to a lot of uh, Australian uh, punk slash hardcore slash melodic hardcore, if you want to call it that, band called Trophy Eyes. They're very good at the moment. Uh, I Oh, I'm going to bring this up. I have to bring it up now. Oh, actually, Olivia Rodrigo's new single. Bad idea, right? Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, uh, I got assaulted, frankly, verbally assaulted by... Other members of the IGN UK podcast, none that are here, I may add, uh, the people that have not shown their face today, uh, as we were leaving Cologne Airport last week, uh, they were playing some ABBA in the airport, and I sat there and went, I love a bit of ABBA, I think ABBA are great, uh, yeah. and I got absolutely hounded, basically, by other people saying, why would you ever choose to put ABBA on, oh, uh, they're a novelty band, other other just slurs frankly that i i couldn't handle Damn. so yeah i've been listening to quite a bit of abba the last few days and let me tell you 
SOS was always my favourite ABBA song. Last few days, I can't stop listening to Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Yeah. God, it's good. Have you given, yeah. given, given us uh, exit uh, music for this podcast? I think we will be playing <laughs> Gimme, Gimme, Gimme at the end of this podcast. I've, um, I've always said that I don't understand how uh, Mamma Mia is as popular as it is with its like traditional demographic, because it's like... it's technically like a classic rock song it's got like a mm-hmm. like a specific kind of drum beat and guitar solo that like isn't really the reputation that it has i think it's a mm-hmm. great track it's, it's amazing what is my, they, they, yeah. they are one of the biggest selling out like artists of all I time i'm not gonna go over this again i'm yeah. i went to see abba voyage i'm so ju- i, I so haven't good. is it is it amazing yeah it's really cool i think it's it's freaky like it mm-hmm. really does seem like a Oh, I, would, I I might go. I might go. I I'm might uh, I'm basically I'm doxing myself as I say this, but outside Leytonstone Station, um, they've uh, got a poster for the ABBA Voyage, but they've mm. given everybody Joker makeup. Um, they've just graffitied <laughs> it, which I've just shared in our Slack channel now that you can see. And it might be the Amazing. episode art. Why not? It should be Starfield, but I'd, I'd prefer. I it think it'll this. probably be Starfield. <laughs> um, oh, wow. God, that's that's horrific. Yeah. Um, anyway. We had a bit of a voyage this podcast, didn't we? We we, we set off for the stars, and uh, do you know what? We had some fun along the way, um, and we all came back in one piece. Um, God, aren't I? Uh, I should write poetry. This is my sometimes. last episode. I'm never doing this again. I often think maybe I should be a songwriter. I have no uh, musical uh, inclinations whatsoever, but why not? All the be- uh, all the best songwriters don't know how to write music. So. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Jen, who's mm. great at yeah, yeah. But there we go. Um, should we listen to some ABBA and go have some lunch? I love that it's not the Starfield theme. It's not even the One Piece theme. <laughs> no, we're going <laughs> gimme, ABBA. gimme, gimme. We're going gimme, 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 and that's what's happened. So, um, yeah. All have, right, a, have a lovely time with Starfield, everyone, if you're going to play it. And you know um, what? Watch the One Piece anime. Eh, yeah, you can try that as well. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Bye-bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.